Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Vancouver Fitness Podcast. In this episode, we're talking about injuries and what to do about them. And everybody's had injuries before. And most people, what they do after they get injured is they just kind of stop, stop doing everything. They rest, they lay down. And oftentimes, it actually makes your injury worse. We're going to be talking about that specifically inside this podcast. Who am I? My name is Yoshko, and I am the owner of Kraken Fitness and the host of this podcast. And I'm sitting here with my co-host, Brandon. I am a strength and conditioning coach, jiu-jitsu black belt, and the co-owner of Kraken Fitness. And together, we have helped thousands of people across the lower mainland achieve their performance and body composition goals. So welcome to the Vancouver Fitness Podcast. Great episode today, and we will start right after the intro. Roll the intro. So for those who have been along with the podcast so far, you all know that Yashko and I are very big into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's a martial art in, which is designed to literally injure your opponent. You don't actually do it to your training partners, but that's the goal. You're trying to injure and put them into joint locks, uh, push them past beyond what their body is capable or choke them unconscious. Now, with this goal in mind, right? We try to not injure our opponent, our partners as best we can, but the goal is still to try to get them to that point. Yeah, basically all you're doing is just like putting the person in the in a weird position. You're like, does that hurt? Yeah, <laughs> and you're pinning them there, and you're you're getting them to the point where you're just like, ah, you know what? I I can't take that anymore, or my arm's gonna snap in half. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, it is impossible to do this without receiving some kind of injury. Okay, as as much as we all like to say there's longevity in this martial art and longevity in this sport, you're going to encounter injury. And I, I can speak for this for anything that you're going to do in life. If you're truly going hard at it, especially in the gym or if you're playing sports, maybe you're playing with your kids. If you're putting yourself out there into the world, you're going to encounter injury. It is impossible to go throughout life and not encounter injury at some point. Or for the people who never get injured, you're living a terrible life. <laughs> 100%. So I just want to kind of bring up something funny because just now we were watching UFC, right? And what ends up happening in the UFC is like you have these guys who are being really, really um, like they don't want to like they don't want the confrontation uh, while they're fighting. So like they like pull back because they're champions, right? Like you have like guys who've been holding championships for like a six fights. And then so they don't want to lose that championship. They pull back and then Usman got fucking knocked the fuck out, just like leaning in into a minute. kick. And everybody thought that he was like, he, it was impossible to knock him out. Right. Because he's so careful. You could be the most trained athlete in the world and still encounter injury. Yep. But this is also to the other levels. You could be like a father to like your three-year-old son and you're running around you're the like field with him. You pick him up and then boom, your shoulder just pops Yeah, out. it just goes. Or you jump into a pothole or something, your ankle goes. Yeah, yeah. So today's podcast is going to be about like, what do you do if that injury happens? Like it's inevitable, right? As much as we don't want it to happen, what do you do when you have an injury and how can you incorporate your training to benefit you or continue to do the things that you love to do in life? Yeah. Like you're saying, if you go out in the world, you're going to get injured and like it, most people, what happens is like, like the example they use, you step into a pothole, you roll your ankle. What do you do? You take work off, you don't do anything for like weeks and weeks and weeks. 
And uh, most of the time, it like actually doesn't get better. And then when you go to finally be like, oh, I'm going to go back to doing whatever I was doing before you step on and you're like, ah, oh, it still feels weird. Well, it's because you never did anything about it. You just laid down hoping it would go away. And then your body is just like basically the inflammation's going down. But the issue that was there from that injury is still there. You didn't you didn't fix anything. Yeah. So today we really want to I don't want to say demonize, but we want to downplay rest. Because this, I feel, is a very old train of thought where you just kind of like rest. What was the acronym? Rice? Yeah, rice. Yeah. (laughs) Rest, ice, ice, compression, compression, and elevate. And then you just do that. And then in two weeks, you'll be good to go. You'll be good to go back to whatever you're doing. But you're not because you're actually decreased in capacity. So if you just go back to whatever you're doing, it's going to feel fucked up. (laughs) I'm just thinking about like there is something else too. There's... um. Like, I think you probably know more about this than me. There's like, if when people have arthritis, they like put a machine on them and it like vibrates them or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Vibration? Yeah. They use like vibration or like some kind of like percussion like instrument to like get rid of the, was it an ultrasound? I'm not too sure. Anyway, so there's like so many different modalities out there like that physios use to fix problems. And some of them are the most ridiculous thing you'll, you'll ever hear. Like, for example, like weird like ultrasound stuff like what exactly are you doing like it doesn't really like it doesn't it doesn't fix anything yeah. like how do you fix something by just like tapping on it you know like it's or so stupid receiving vibration and a little bit of extra blood flow like i think there's a there's a time and place for like cupping and like uh needling and all of that stuff but the time that you do that is so that you can like kind of get rid of the, some of that inflammation some of that pain so that you can move if you're just expecting that you're needling like you put a bunch of needles in like your arm and then like your your it's going to go away. It's not going to go away. It's just going to come back. You have to train through that after. It gives you like this window of opportunity to be able to train without pain in order for you to be able to fix the issue that you're having. I think that's a really good point you made there about injury. So there's different things that we can talk about. One for an injury is like symptom management. Like how much pain are you receiving from doing the movements that aggravated the injury? Right. But then there's also the actual structural part of the injury that we need to address. So if we're going to rehab an injury back to health, we need to strengthen and build those tissues back up. And then so we can come back full circle and hopefully those symptoms don't come back anymore. But by resting, all we're doing is like, yeah, sure, the symptoms may go back uh, away after a while. But like you said, we haven't really tackled the root of the problem yet so you go back to again chasing your kid around the field and your ankle is super weak from the ankle sprain that you had a year ago well yeah because you didn't strengthen the tissues that were stretched beyond their capacity when you sprained your ankle it seems so obvious when you say it but so what i did like i recently injured my elbow i'm not entirely sure what it was from it was probably like from either my kids or jujitsu or a combination of everything and what ended up ha- so I went to the physio. The physio did some needling, and it's like, okay, I, the pain is alleviated right now. And then he told me to do eccentric curls, uh, bicep curls in a super like super supinated position. And then that's what fixed it. Like, yes, I got rid of some of the pain with the needling, but it was actually the exercise that I was prescribed is a thing that actually fixed it because over time it was able to like strengthen that area. And then it was probably like from holding my kids that was making it worse and worse and worse. And then now when I hold my kids, like I'm strong in that position. So it's not going to get injured. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the cool things that we have at Kraken is we have like an active rehab program 
in which our trainers and our kinesiologists um, can collaborate with physiotherapists. So we have this holistic view where, again, we can treat some pain symptoms and symptom management as well as strengthen our clients in the long term. But one thing I want to bring up before that is I see this very commonly and I've been in kind of the rehab and strength and conditioning world for a while now. So one of the most common things that I see clients come to me and they go, why? Why did this happen? They need to know exactly why their injury happened. And when you were listening like, oh, I have no idea why this injury happened. If we can shift our mindset around being like, I don't really know exactly how this happened, but I know how to make it better. Why does it matter what caused it in the first place? Mm -hmm. People want to avoid the action that happened, but it's not like you're going to completely avoid running around the field with your son, avoid ankle sprains altogether. Why not just focus on strengthening your body so that never happens again? The point is that it happened. And then that's it. So you just have to move on and just like figure out like, okay, now I'm in the next phase. Like, how do I fix this? And it's usually has very little to do with like knowing exactly how it happened. And sometimes if you know exactly how it happens, it like it doesn't really help. So mm-hmm. our one trainer, Brendan, he used to be a competitive powerlifter. And in powerlifting, we're always trying to maximize our leverages. We're trying to stack our joints the best as we can. And he was saying that when he was competing, he sprained his SI joint and he, powerlifters are notorious for having film of them doing reps of everything in the gym. He said the same rep that looked like he was perfectly okay the set before was exactly the same as the one that he heard his SI. So if you try to make too much of a sense of like why this injury happened too much, then you're just kind of chasing yourself in a circle and not really tackling the issue. Yeah, 100%. I, I've seen videos of people saying, talk about this exact same thing on Instagram, where they're filming their set. They're like, there's no difference between this rep and this rep. This is the rep that I got injured in. Like, and then, like, there's, there's no change. Like, you just did the exact same thing over and over again. And there, it just like blew your back out. <laughs> like, right. why? And it just loading weird. And like, you obviously not everyone is completely symmetrical all the time and stuff like and there's so many different variables just like there is in life, like everyone in the gym wants to compare variables like sets, reps, volumes, etc. But there's like other things like how's your stress at home? Like how well did you recover from the day before? How good is your sleep? How good is your hydration? But not only that, like to the point where it's like, oh, you warmed up your left glute a little bit more than your right glute, right? It's like, and then boom, you blew out your back. Like it, yeah, it there was something be so, so stupid. many different variables. So yeah. if we just continue chasing this rabbit hole down, like why, 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 why did it happen? You don't get anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Now kind of like going into how you kind of fix it, there's two types of ways to fix things. There's the active modalities and the passive modalities. And the active modalities is like you actually going and doing exercises. And the passive modalities is like, for example, getting a massage. And which oftentimes like, yes, the massage will 100% help you because it will bring down like your cortisol, you'll be able to relax a little bit, you'll be less like, you know, but at the end of the day, like the thing that's going to actually make the permanent change for it to potentially never happen again, is the actual active stuff. Yeah. So when we prescribe active modalities, again, we're training like we would in the gym, we're trying to progressively overload the tissues back into health. Now, because you're injured, your capacity for overloading those tissues isn't going to be very much or not anywhere close to where it was before when we started. So if you just 
go into the gym expecting that you're going to do what you did last week when you were perfectly healthy to this week now when you were injured, that is completely insane. So bring down your expectation. Um, know that it's going to take time and effort that you have to put into the gym and strengthening yourself progressively to whatever your current tolerance is and push that a little bit every week. And doing it in this way, one, you're going to, again, build the tissue integrity back. Two, which is very important, is you're probably going to gain a lot more confidence in using that structure again, right? Because there's a huge psychological aspect that people don't take into account with injury. Like if you get armbarred in jiu-jitsu, it's like anytime someone grabs your arm anywhere close to where it was before, you're just you're immediately tapping, right? But if you put in the reps and you know like, oh, okay, in the gym, I've gone through this eccentric lengthening of my elbow and it feels pretty good there now, I could push that a little bit further and further every time. For sure. So I did a course called FSD, Fascial Stretch Therapy. And in that course, they went over like how to stretch out your back, how to like we stretched out every single muscle in the body. And it was a really, really good course. And it's very similar to massage, but it's just stretching and it stretches the fascia. It's really, really good. But that's a passive modality. And they the people that are teaching the course, they recognize that they say that this is a passive modality, you're going to have to use other things along with stretching in order for the person to get like get better faster. Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing that they said was like, let's say if somebody comes in with a back injury, like, yeah, sure, go ahead, stretch their back, do all that stuff. That's all great. But uh, the thing that's going to fix their back injury is walking. So get that person, tell that person like, hey, yeah, like we'll, we'll do we'll do all this stuff. But I want you to like walk more like today. I know your back hurts, but like go for a 15 minute walk. The next day, go for a 20 minute walk and just keep pushing that walking because that's the thing that's going to help you fix your back the most. There was a study that was done by this guy who's like studying back pain or sorry, he's done multiple studies, but he's studying back pain his whole life. And when they asked him like, okay, so what's the best way to fix back pain? They're like, he's like walking. <laughs> yeah, because it's something to do with like the the slings uh, from the shoulder to the hip and stuff yeah. like that. Just like that twisting motion, like just helps your back and it helps strengthen your back. What's the best thing to do for your lower back pain? Just walk. Yeah. And that's a active modality. It doesn't ha necessarily have to be like a full blown like eccentric bicep curl or something like that or like reverse hyperextensions. It can just be as simple as walking the next day, which people avoid after a back injury. Like they, they don't even want to walk because it hurts. Mm -hmm. But that that's the best way to fix it. Just get that area moving, warm it up a little bit. It's way better than laying down and then 15 minutes getting up to go to like get a cup of water. And it's like, oh, it still hurts. <laughs> yeah. And what you're trying to say here is like, we're just getting someone back to function. So there's going to be different kinds of injuries that we're going to encounter as well, right? So we have like our acute injuries, which are very like short and rapid, like say again, like the ankle sprain that we talked about. But maybe someone goes and they have a tear in their meniscus, right? Those are things that like, either we're going to have to operate on, or it's like something you're just going to have to like live with, right? So People get into this mindset where it's like, oh, I'm going to have to live with this for the rest of my life. I'm doomed. There's nothing I can do about it. Like, I'm just going to always be destined to knee pain and I'm never going to be able to get back to function, right? So when we take an active approach in the gym on something that's not going to be able to change, what we can do is develop new strategies of how you can get back to doing the things that you want to do. Because there's been so many like studies on like power lifters and Olympic lifters and they'll have like degenerated discs to someone of like 50 year olds, right? But they feel nothing of it because they are just conditioned themselves back to function, 
And what's really important in life is like you being able to do the things that you want to do rather than just being doomed in your head, being like, oh, I can't do this anymore because I have this. I've labeled myself with this injury. Something that you're just reminding me of is so my father-in-law, he was just supposed to, he's supposed to get a doctor's note to continue in our active rehab program and uh, went to the doctor and the doctor's like, oh, OK, we want to do a x-ray. Let's see what's going on in that knee. And then he does the x-ray and then he comes back and he's like, yeah, you have arthritis. And then he's like, yeah, here's the active rehab slip. Yeah. It's like, why'd you have to do that, dude? Like, what, what was the, what was the point of that? Like you like, OK, confirmed at, like arthritis, like the, the like our physio could have easily told him like, yeah, you probably have a little bit of arthritis in there. But then now it's like, yeah, you're like, it's so weird. Why did you have to label it like that? But then sometimes people will take those labels and they'll let them down spiral. 100%. And now they're condemned themselves to being like, oh, I have arthritis. I better not do anything. And it's uh, it goes back to like kind of what I talked about with Ryan inside the podcast. Like there is the study done on like degenerative disc disease and how like 70% of people by the time they're 50 have degenerative disc disease, yeah. but it affects like 10% of those people like actually have pain. It's like, why do you have pain? It's because the doctors labeled you, said like, you have degenerative disc disease. They're like, what the hell? I have degenerative disc disease? Like, oh my God. And then they just like, they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then they start doing less function, which causes them to be in more pain. Yeah. And, and it, it didn't really them- have anything to do with the degenerative disc disease. No. Yeah. And then their quality of life goes down and then it just kind of down spirals from there. 100%. You have to like just get rid of the, like get it over with like get over the fact that you're injured yeah just accept it be like what can i do actively to try and go fix this that's the best thing you can do so what we're trying to say here is we're not demonizing passive modalities like we really appreciate rmt's like ryan because he realizes that massage is a passive modality however these passive modalities give you windows to do the active exercises mm-hmm. right so if your like capacity is really low, if you can increase that just a little bit so you can get in there and do exercises and create permanent change, that's what's going to attack the long, uh, the root of the problem. And that's where like therapists like him are very important in this space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I really appreciate about like massage therapists. If you're a massage therapist watching this right now, you have to have some sort of connection with like somebody that's like a personal trainer or like a kinesiologist that you're working with. Uh, because your client is not going to get better unless they're working with with a personal trainer like kinesiologist. Just same thing in the inverse. Like most likely, like the person's not going to get better unless they're working with somebody that's like passively trying to get this person to relax a little bit and like massage and stuff like that. Does that stuff hundred percent helps, and that's why we do work with like uh, people who offer passive modalities. However, it's not the solution. It, it works both ways. Like you have to have both things. Yeah. So. One kind of tip that we have, one of our last points that we have for injuries is if you're truly stuck, seek professional help. And we would be totally ignorant to say that we have all the answers in the rehab space. We're trainers, we're exercise specialists, right? So we actively refer out to people who can treat pain symptoms, have a wider scope of knowledge on these topics, right? But keep in mind that when you go and seek professional help, We have to change the mindset of rehab, not being done to you, but being done by you. Mm -hmm. So these professionals are here to provide their best educated guess of what's going on and to tell you on their experience of like what the best thing for you to do is rather than you just to sit there and be like, okay, heal me now. Heal me. Heal me. 
And the people who say that they can heal you, run. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, dude, 100%. Yeah. If it's uh seems too good to be true, it probably is. Just goes back to that. Like anybody who says like, take this pill or anything like that, it's too good to be true. Just yeah. go, turn around, find somebody else. Yeah. That's, that's a, the, the thing with chiropractors. That's why I'm against chiropractors. If I would love to have a chiropractor in here because I know there's good ones out there. But like most people that go to chiropractors, they have to go back every 14 days to go like crack them back into place. Like what's up with that? Yeah. Like they just mysteriously shift back into into a wrong position. Yeah. So that's a that's a perfect example of a passive modality that's completely worthless without being active. Because I'm sure that there's some sort of uh, truth to it, right? Like put the, put the joint back into the correct spot or whatever. And then now the person trains in that position, gets strong in that position, is able to hold that new position. And now the pain goes away. However, most chiropractors, it's like, crack. Okay, see you in two weeks. We'll yeah. crack it back. <laughs> Pay me $100 and then we'll see you for five minutes in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five five minute sessions, 100 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's our view on injury management. Hope you guys like this episode and uh, we'll see you in the next one. See ya.